Hello, and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developer's podcast. I'm your host, Dave Anderson. With me today, we have the co-host slash guest extraordinaire slash superhero. <laughs> Sophie Kreutz. Yeah, I think you're just bagging all those titles, like slowly moving <laughs> up the ranks. Thanks for the introduction. That's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today on the podcast, we are going to try to answer the question, when should you pair a program and what should you pair on? Yeah. So Dave, have you ever tried to pair on something other than programming? Yeah, I think we just did it kind of because we were pairing on an outline. We were writing a document in a collaborative exercise a little bit. Right. We were creating it together in real time. Yeah. The seed that kind of shared this or started this conversation was a story that you had that I thought was really interesting. Oh, yes. So I decided that I wanted to try and call Australia. And I figured that maybe it was something that I could pair on with another smart, capable individual. You can always rubber duck, of course. We might be familiar with the concept of rubber ducking. It's when you talk out loud to an inanimate object as if it is a person. Often this inanimate object is a rubber duck. Oh, goodness. Dave is showing me an amazing rubber duck right now. <laughs> it's green and it has, it's green and it has a purple mohawk. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Put that in your mind's eye, dear listener, if you ever need to rubber duck. It's the duck with all the answers. At least yeah, some attitude if, you don't, yeah. if it doesn't have the answer. Yeah, not to go down a rabbit hole here, but it's almost as if you can draw a parallel to something like the flying spaghetti monster in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's interesting. So it's like you have this problem. No amount of code will solve this for you. I guess you could look up a library and you could probably use Twilio or something and call Australia. Right. Isn't that the senior developer go-to? Is there a library or a package that I can use for this right. to solve this problem? NPM install this and increase my bundle <laughs> size with no regard. <laughs> Fantastic. Calling Australia. I looped in a fellow Strider programmer and we worked on doing that together. And we asked each other questions such as, what's the exit code? Do we need an exit code? What about a country code? What about, do we need to actually type in that plus sign in order to call this number from a cell phone <laughs> all the way across the world? So it yeah. turns out the answer is yes. But through the process <laughs> of <laughs> talking about this with another individual, we were able to surface some of these questions and get closer to an answer. Yeah, that's that's true. And I guess like kind of also not feeling maybe like a little less stuck than you might be just staring at your phone or looking at an article online and being like, okay, like, am I ready to try this? Am I going to like incur the wrath of my telephone company or whatever? Exactly. Yeah. I, th I think another thing that happens a lot when we're in the process of doing pair programming as well as like reading documentation, like that can be a challenging thing to pair on because everyone reads at a different pace and people have different styles of reading. Like I'm kind of like a non-deterministic reader of technical documents. I scan a lot. I bounce up and down. I read the beginning and then the ending and then the middle. And I don't know, <laughs> like my brain doesn't work like that. But 
there are ways to apply like the basic principles of pair programming to even something as unstructured as that. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think it probably is all about the structure that we do indeed apply to what we're trying to look at together. We've applied a structure to programming together. Can we apply a structure to reading documentation together? For instance, if I was looking at this Wikipedia article about what is a learning organization, you say, Dave, that you might sort of read this in a non-deterministic kind of way, look at the beginning, look at the end, look at the middle. And then maybe someone else's style would be to read every sentence very carefully or to look at it and then articulate out loud what they've gotten from an initial scan. So I might say something like, so let's figure out what a learning organization is. It seems like according to this article, it's a company that facilitates the learning of its members and continuously transforms itself. Ooh, that's super interesting. What do you think about that, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I think that that would be a different style, different conversational style, I guess, to picking it apart. Yeah, that would be more conversational. That's true. I feel like the fundamentals of pair programming that I think that we can like pull out and apply to different situations is like looking at pair programming as a way to get really fast feedback, like setting up quick feedback loops and information exchange between individuals. So like the way I might structure like a documentation reading session or information exchange session would be we can set out paired together on like what our objective is. What is the key question that we're trying to answer? And then break apart, dig into the information together, but silently, and then bring it back together and have that conversation and information exchange and set it up as a feedback loop where we can keep on asking, do we need to go deeper? Do we need to like look at different resources? Uh, should we like break out and scatter and like gather resources and then bring them together and and then dig into them together. Oh, nice. Yeah. So then perhaps when looking at this article, we could have the guiding question of how does an organization become a learning organization? And then we might start looking at the article. You or I might say something like, oh, it looks like there's a section a little bit farther down in this article here called development. And if you read that section, you'll probably get some information that answers that question. And also, if you read a little further, there's also a section about barriers to an organization becoming a learning organization. Maybe we can dig in a little deeper there. Yeah. And I might like, I mean, if we're looking at this particular topic, I might ask like, how do you break it down into smaller things? Like, okay, like the organization is one thing, but if we look at a team or an individual, like how do those same principles like scale at different levels? So I think there's a lot of different angles that you can go at and then kind of bounce off each other and have more creative thinking because you have a second brain that you're bouncing off of. Yeah, it's sort of like the yes and that occurs when you're bouncing the idea off of someone else, which if you're not familiar with yes and, it's a technique originally taken from comedic improvisation where you say yes to everything that happens and then build on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it can get pretty absurd, but the, the programming is 
grounded in reality, I guess, a little more. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. But I do think that the way that that can apply is in thinking about ways in a very positive way and structuring things from a growth mindset. All right. So we dove in there a little bit to pair programming documentation together. And this sort of begs the question of what if you really hate pairing on things? And I know there are folks out there who it's just not their style. In fact, I have a quote here from an article about how it might not be quite the right thing. And the quote is, if they anger, annoy, depress, stress, or otherwise deplete the engagement of developers who don't handle them well, surely that's a net negative, not a win. So yeah, this is referring to pair programming as causing these things. Right. I mean, I think those are all kind of like emotional things where it's like, I am feeling restricted. I'm feeling held back and frustrated by this experience. Yeah, frustrated, maybe not feeling heard, maybe not exactly sure how to participate. My devil's advocate response to this might be, well, maybe it's not so much that you don't like pair programming. It's that you might want to examine how you're doing the pair programming. And I think that there's also like kind of a challenge of, first of all, like you do have to have a conversation about like how often you actually want to do pair programming or how often you want to have that kind of like deep collaboration, which kind of, I guess that could be like a reframing of it. Like how often do you want to like collaborate like really intensely with people on problems? Because it doesn't have to just be programming or coding. It can be any of the things that we've been talking about. But yeah, it's good to have some slack time on the team so that you can have that kind of like independent exploration and recharge and introvert time and deep thinking. Yeah, absolutely. You know, put your headphones on, get in the flow state with something. I think another thing too is that pair programming or that kind of collaboration is something that is a new skill. It's a different skill and it's possible that you might have some growth to do in that area. Like you might start out and not be meshing and not be feeling like you're getting a lot done. But like many skills, the more you work at, the more you have those conversations and feedback about how things are going and how you can change the way that you're exchanging the information and the way that you're setting up those feedback loops. Practice makes perfect after all. I hear that's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> it's frustrating because like you're like wait, like I already practiced being a developer or doing this task and I got really good at it and now this feels like I'm I'm bad at it and this is frustrating. Yeah. Well, and we certainly have talked a lot here too on the podcast about what pair programming is and what it looks like these navigator and driver roles um and how to make that work. So Definitely dig into those resources a little bit as well. But yeah, I think just diving into resources about pair programming and then maybe establishing with the folks that you are trying to pair program with what your knowledge is on these things. So you're creating like a shared understanding. Yeah, this is definitely a topic that we've talked a lot about from episode number four on pair programming, 141, a deeper dive onto it, 127, remote pair programming. And it's something that we're definitely 
passionate about and feel it is a very useful tool to have in your toolkit, no matter what kind of problem you're trying to solve. Right. And with that in mind, I might add that the pair programming experience with your team, with your colleagues as it is right now is sort of like a evolving process. It's like a living document, so to speak. You will practice it, you will learn it, and it will evolve into the best possible style for you and your team members as you keep practicing it. Totally. So yeah, keep at it and hopefully it'll help you feel more connected with folks on your team. And if you're so inclined, feel free to pair on subscribing to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Just get someone to screen share and then take control of their mouse. Yeah. One of us will pair with you. We'll take control of your mouse and then you can (laughs) just click that button. You can even listen to it together as a team. Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole. (laughs) 